0: I've been told YouTube is going to stick around for a while. So uh, just look up 99.9 The Fan on YouTube. And as the kids would say, smash the subscribe button. Let me use my deep influencer voice smash the subscribe button. So go do that. And uh, you'll see some other segments that we've got up on YouTube as well. Seth Walder, ESPN. We'll get deep into some numbers with Seth. Analytics has been the buzzword thrown around, and it's probably infuriating for people like Seth uh, who dabble in this stuff. It's just information. It's it's not like some sort of you know magic whatever. It's just information you can use. And he's got some interesting tidbits on fourth down uh, numbers and how wide receivers will or will not catch a ball. But right now it's time to answer some Hey Joe questions. All right, first question comes from Bennett. Hey, Joe, how salty are folks going to be about the Stadium Series tickets when they find out how cheap the get-in price is for student tickets? Bennett, people are going to be salty about the Stadium Series ticket prices regardless. They've been salty about the Stadium Series ticket prices. And I know that the NHL finally gave some tickets back to the Canes, or they're going to release some more tickets here shortly, and you'll be able to get them through Ticketmaster. And people keep scoffing at the price, and I and I think to myself, why did? What is it about sports that we expect it to be cheap, but a concert should not? Let me let me let me let me pose it pose it like this, right? You're a Bruce Springsteen guy, right, Gilio? Yes. Okay. Now you might not want to go see Bruce these days because I think, as you've explained to me, you've seen Bruce. In a in a way that you wanted to see it. Yeah, that's how I want to remember him. Got it. And you would have paid whatever for that, right? Yes, for okay. that show
1: in Chapel Hill in was o three. Yeah. Okay. Like this this meant something to you. You're going to pay
0: a high price. Yes. For. I just dropped for the Rage Against the Machine show, a band that I never saw. I never had a chance to see in high school or college, and waiting, you know, two and a half years post pandemic when they were supposed, supposed to come through, I I think I paid like one seventy five, two hundred per ticket. Okay, because hey man, yeah, this is, this is this is the event. Like I'm gonna, uh, this is it,
1: right? Y- and you don't want to get me started on what I've paid to go see Billy Joel. No, but you bought tickets to the outdoor game. I did, uh, but how much did you pay? I want to say they were like
0: one something. Okay, like in the upper deck. My point is, people keep bitching and moaning about ticket prices for this thing, and it's like y'all, it's a one-time event to watch a hockey game Outside. at Carter Finley Stadium. They're not just going to give this away. You would have zero issues paying God knows what to go see U2 360 at Carter-Finley Stadium, but now because it's it's just a hockey game. But it's not just a hockey game. It's a spectacle. Exactly. So I'm really confused as to why people are acting as though this is just any old hockey game and it should be given any old hockey game prices. It's not. Anyway, oh, you know,
1: Super Bowl is just a football game. We've lost the point where we can probably afford to go to a Super Bowl. And oh. Did, did you see some of those prices? Our friend for the, Steve Young trying to get into the World Series. The, what was it was like $3,000 for a ticket. Forget <laughs> Standing that. Standing room. Forget that.
0: But if I want to go to a Panthers football game, it's going to cost me like 30 bucks on the secondary market. <laughs> that expensive? <laughs> I think, I actually, I think ahead of the, not the, it wasn't the the Tampa Bay game, it was the game before that which game was that frisco the frisco game no yeah it was, yeah, the it was San Francisco like yeah, game. 49er fans it was like 16 bucks to go right. see an nfl game so anyway I, i'm i'm a, sorry if i sound like i'm a little over the whining the whinging as you like to say mm. about the stadium series prices it's the stadium series it's the one and only time you're ever going to watch a hockey game played at carter finley stadium
1: but what did they do today they released a student they release,
0: and more and more general tickets, too. Okay. So How and much yeah, were the student prices? I
1: forgot what they were, but they're cheaper, so therefore people are guess, going to be
0: mad because oh. it's for students. Okay. I mean, I don't get mad when I go to the Apple store and I see what you can get a MacBook if you're a student because you're a student. You're broke. You're poor. Come on now. Next up. Yeah! All right, this one comes from Jordan.
2: Hey, Joe, which ACC team gets kicked out or leaves the island first? <laughs>
1: Those are two separate questions. The ACC is never kicking anybody out, right? I mean, they can't. But Boston College would be the first one. <laughs> that die. would be the first one. Uh, There's like not even close. Leave would be Clemson. Ah, uh, no, 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 no. I think they would die on the sword. Miami would be the first, or Florida State. One of the two from the state of Florida. Who who would who would Florida find more palatable to be in the SEC with them? Probably Miami. Miami. I can't imagine they would, you know, given the the old marry and kill equation. There.
0: No. Yeah, I think Miami would be perfectly acceptable as that.
1: Um, If the the yeah, in in fairness, it would be the Big Ten who would try to get into the state of Florida.
0: Um, I don't know. I feel like I feel like the Big Ten is perfectly fine without being in the state of Florida now because of the cost. But if you're going to add California what's well, yeah. stopping you from florida well i guess I, I guess i should ask is is it worth it if you're gonna if you're gonna be the big 10 you're gonna try to add somebody other florida state or miami you're gonna add Both. florida state no you're gonna add florida state you Both. could probably leave miami at home Prop. well now yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean honestly what does miami bring the, the 20 table?
1: years of data we have from their acc yeah, tenure. what
0: are we it's like what's my seriously what's miami gonna do with 80 million dollars or whatever it is that they get sure. a year
1: well, don't don't forget you the more you add, the more it reduces the payout. Well, there's some people too. keep forgetting that as well. there's that too. next up uh-huh. All
0: right, this one comes from Tom. Hey Joe is Russell Wilson aware everyone is clowning him on everything he does these days?
1: He has to be.
0: I don't know, man. I don't know. So apparently Russell Wilson talked to the media they're going be, they're going to be playing in London right and there's some question as to where he is uh, he says he Oh that's can... right
1: he was out and didn't play last
0: week yeah. and okay. he said and he said I can I can play without limitations I see what you did there Mr unlimited Okay so fine but yeah Russell Wilson gave an anecdote about the 8-hour flight or whatever it is for them to get over to London and how oh yeah no I didn't sleep you know, I, I I basically stretched or worked out for four hours out of that eight-hour flight, and then the two hours I broke down, film, did some high knees, yes. in a row, yes, in the row. And he said,
1: "Oh yeah," and 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 you know, all the all the all the guys were knocked out. I guess they slept. I worked I, out. I know it's not a commercial flight, and I know it's still your teammates. I know, but they're your new teammates. And if I'm Bradley Chubb, and I have some respect for Russell Wilson, which I probably do because of the NC State, NC thing, State guy, right? But. You're doing high knees on a plane while we're trying to sleep. I'm gonna need you to sit down and just pipe down and do whatever it is you do with your with your nano bubbles in the back, sir. Yeah. Please.
0: If I'm if if I'm a teammate and I'm trying to get some sleep and he's doing high knees and you hear him just like grunt in the background, like,
1: oh, oh yeah, oh,
0: you get this.
1: Let's ride. Like, let's ride. But also, this is the guy who tells you that he'll sleep when he's dead. Here, here's the concept, Russ. Maybe catch up on your C's. He did. He slept you for know? an hour. Maybe catch up on those. Maybe maybe that'll help you. He power napped because you are seriously washed right now. Power napped, and you need to figure out a better way to go about your business. So maybe catch up on your sleep would be a great idea.
0: Or as our friend Luke DeCock of the News and Observer pointed out, he nano napped. That's what he did. Look, man, I'm with you on the sleep thing. Russell Wilson's the type of guy who fails to understand that you know, sleep is also part of working out.
1: Yeah, like that's your recovery. Your body's chance to recover. recovery.
0: Right. Your your body actually does things while you sleep that are helpful, beneficial to you. Tom Brady even sold pajamas promoting that. Where are your pajamas, Russ? Look,
1: I don't know what He definitely knows because everything he's done from the subway commercial to the to the showing up to the practice in his own jersey. Yeah. Like huh?
0: No, I I don't think he's aware. I think Russell actually
1: thinks that he is cool. That, like, what he's doing is inspirational. I, th- I think we have anecdotal evidence from our own podcast that we know mm-hmm. that that's not true. Okay. I think we know that it's not true. All right. Because ours, our podcast was the first to really kind of poke a hole in the whole concept of Rust superhero. If and, not- and, and his family was, reached out to us and was like, hey... And it was, hey, guess what? You want to come on and talk to us? We'll be more than happy to talk to you. And they said no. But i tell you what. All the people we talked to were more than fair to Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so
0: were we. The podcast that Gilio uh, is referencing, if you've not heard it, is Never Failed. There's a new episode that's
1: got to be coming, The Russell I think. Wilson story. By the know. Super Bowl. We got yeah. it in us. Uh, uh,
0: you're probably right. We got to cash it. You, pro- you are probably right. We'll get into some NFL numbers The whole conversation about analytics and the fourth down conversion rates with Seth Walder of ESPN next. Let's go to the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. Say hello to Seth Walder from ESPN. Seth, how are
2: you? I'm doing well. How are you
0: guys? We're doing fantastic. So I, as 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 a numbers guy, does it bother you when you flip on the mothership And you have like football people being like, ah, screw your analytics. Do people? We've been talking about analytics. I feel like for a decade, and people still seem to misunderstand the conversation. Is that? Do you feel that way?
2: I I think it is fair to say that. Yeah, sometimes uh, the conversation is yeah a little bit a little bit slanted. I guess from the way I would say it is like let's just represent all perspectives, right? So let's represent the perspective of quantitative
0: analysis if we're going to be talking about it. Mm-hmm. And I guess this really comes through with the fourth down conversation, right? There's like the gut feel of when to do it and then there's the percentage of chances of all right. What what gives you a better probability of winning? Do you feel like coaches by and large have been getting this right or is there somebody that's maybe too aggressive? For instance, like in San Diego, where I'm not San Diego, for the Chargers, there there is some question as to whether or not they might be even too aggressive on fourth down.
2: I don't think that anyone is too aggressive or leans too heavily on going for it on fourth down. I think that last season, Brandon Staley did have a couple of decisions where I would say that was the case, where our model would have argued that he should have kicked or punted. Um, but I'm just talking about a couple of instances. And I also think that Brandon Staley in 2021 is a different person on fourth down than Brandon Staley in 2022. He has not been the same type of. Uh, game management coach that he was a year ago. He's been far more conservative, and I think it's been to the detriment of the Chargers.
1: Seth Walder, ESPN, joining us here on the OG on the Easter Automotive Potline. That's Jovius. I'm Joe Giulio. All right, Seth, I really wish I'm an AP football, college football voter. I really wish I had you with me on Sunday morning in my kitchen when people want to tell me, oh my God, you're an idiot. Michigan is this. Uh, TCU, I'm like, why would you ever put TCU anywhere above Michigan? Why would you ever consider Alabama to be better than some of these other teams? For for people like me who may not understand it, and for people out there who who see something like strength of record, but may not understand what it is at its heart, can you give us the elevator pitch of what strength of record means?
2: Absolutely. Strength of record is what is the probability that an average top 25 team could have achieved that the record that you did the record that you have against the schedule that you faced. And so I think when we think about it right now, for example, if you look at Alabama's schedule and having one loss, as opposed to someone like Michigan, Michigan. Uh, right with, with that's undefeated, Alabama, it is harder to have had just one loss against Alabama's schedule than be undefeated against Michigan's. And the reason why that's so important is because in college football, we have such a wide range of potential strength in opponents. And uh, we're trying to be able to put different records with different number of losses on the same scale. So to me, it's a great metric. If we're trying to measure accomplishment, which I think we should be, it's a really good way to do that and to understand and quantify who you played against and what you achieved against them
1: you're you're not a michigan grad or fan are you
2: <laughs> no i'm not okay I'm not. I,
1: I can send i can send all of them to you then when they complain <laughs> sure, <go> it. For <laughs> it. all right I, I appreciate you seth you don't even know what you just walked into with your round of, of interviews today but you just saved my you just saved my life so i appreciate yeah, you. yeah
0: so as an ap voter jillio is looking for any
1: I look at the same thing. I just I didn't know what it was called, but I look at the same thing what he just said. Like if a regular team was playing against this schedule, yeah, yeah, Michigan's yeah. in particular is what I'm talking about, Seth. You know, what what has Penn State really done there? We're all excited. Penn State, by the way, is one and eight under James Franklin at Ohio State at Michigan. We want to reward Michigan for something that they should be doing? Yeah. I know you probably didn't plan on you know walking into this Michigan in, into, today. into into Jillia. You, you didn't realize you're <laughs> going
0: <dragged>. to walk in. <laughs> it's, like it's poor Seth is being dragged into your uh, <laughs> <laughs> college football Reddit sub your subreddit yes. of all these people mad about your, much. your votes. Pretty much, Seth
1: Walter, ESPN joining us but here. I, hey man, I'm, I'm I'm liking this tweet. You're right like now. yes, okay, <laughs> all right, here <laughs> we go. <laughs> uh, all
0: right, so Seth, See, you it's not um, just me.
1: <laughs> so if do I
0: have this right, you've you, there's a receiver tracking metric that uses machine learning to analyze every route to explain how receivers are producing or why they're not producing has anybody informed aaron Rodgers about this
2: (laughs) he would he would like or agree (laughs) i think with what what we have to offer in that (laughs) department yeah i mean so the idea here of our, our receiver tracking metrics is to quantify uh different attributes of wide receivers basically their ability to get open their ability to make the catch, their ability to generate yards after catch, and use player tracking data to do it. And I think the idea is really, if you think about openness, it's a hard thing to quantify. You can't just look at separation. Separation in and of itself does not tell you how open someone is. You need the context of the leverage and the coverage that they're playing. And and that's what this receiver tracking metric does. And it also quantifies openness on non-targeted routes, which is crucial. So, yeah, if you're looking at Green Bay's receivers, uh, the receiver tracking metrics do not particularly like Alan Lazar or mm-hmm. Romeo Duff. They are average or below average uh, in all of those categories. And so, yeah, to me, if I'm the Packers, I'm looking at these numbers and I'm saying, well, OK, maybe Aaron Rodgers isn't playing that well, but we probably do need to get some receiving help in yeah.
1: here. Seth, how did you get into this line of work?
2: So I was a beat writer. I covered the Jets uh, for the New York Daily News and then the Giants. I was always interested in the quantitative side of sports. I didn't have the technical skills that my colleagues do. I'm not a statistician by you know by trade. I don't have a PhD. Um, so I, I needed to find a, a job that was, I was that I wanted to find a job that was in sports analytics that didn't require uh, some of those high-end technical skills. And I got really lucky that I it. At ESPN opened up uh, and so I became a sports analytics writer for our for our group I get to work with a ton of smart people and I get to work on uh, building up some of those technical skills that I didn't have before so I've been doing this for five five and a half years now and uh, I'm, I'm lucky to be with such a great group
1: even as a numbers guy is there one analytic number in football in particular that you think is just total garbage
2: ooh one number that's total garbage Coursey, well,
1: Coursey's
0: total garbage. Not in football. That's in the <laughs> NHL, but it's it's total garbage. Yeah, I
2: mean, passer rating is is not good. I mean, I think <laughs> uh, we don't even use it. It doesn't even like cross my radar because it wouldn't occur to me to to use it at any point. But I think I think everyone understands that passer rating is so deeply flawed, and the idea of using QBR or expected points added is that we're going to account for down a distance. We're going to uh, consider the relative value of turnovers and interceptions and in uh, taking sacks and a quarterback running the ball, which passer rating does not at all. Uh, so yeah, don't, don't ever use passer rating as like a pretty safe rule of life.
0: <laughs> Seth Walder ESPN. We appreciate the conversation. Always interesting to get into these types of things. Have a good day.
2: Thank you. Appreciate
0: it. It's the OG alongside Joe Gillio. I'm Joe Obvious. If you missed anything from today's show, check it out on the best of the OG
1: podcast. What are you shaking your head about? Poor Seth. He just didn't know. Then what? That he was going to get into my, my, uh, yeah, my web yeah, yeah. of Michigan uh, But you know what, though? Michigan you know and... what? Seth,
0: Seth, Seth probably has a lot of character because he did have to cover the Jets. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, covering the Jets in New York, yeah, that's, that's yeah, going to build we're, character, We're man. speaking the same language. Yeah, it's I mean, not a problem. But... It's not like he calls you a fake Guido. Yeah. He's no, all, it's all good. Still reeling from that a little bit. I'm not going to lie it, to you. It's all good. It's all good. Um, Do you need pack therapy for that? Potentially. Okay. Well, there's, an, there's a new pack therapy potentially Friday? Maybe? A little yeah, more, a little morning you, after pod? You, you've
1: coached me through this. Yeah. Yes. So Friday we will okay. have one. Yes. You have a little morning after pod. Coach me
0: want. up. I appreciate Mike you. Mike Glennon and uh, Joe Gillio will discuss the Virginia Tech-NC State game. You can listen for a new episode each Friday on com or wherever you get your podcast. It's brought to you by Pack of Wolves NIL Collective, empowering Wolfpack athletes, engaging Wolfpack athletes. Fans, whereas uh, I mentioned Virginia Tech. For some reason, we're still catching strays from yeah. Virginia Tech fans on Twitter. They're just like not happy. Yeah, like
1: I got I got a tweet from one guy with us though, you, in particular, yeah, uh, because
0: we had the audacity
1: to give them something free. I, okay, I'm going to go back and say I really do think the championship T-shirt, yeah, is valuable. Yeah, and is nice. So tomorrow we're going to
0: give away a Virginia Tech kind of like help you throw it. We know you're down bad, yeah. so just text the keyword BEAMER to 919-860-5FAN. That's BEAMER to 919-860-5326. There's a t-shirt from the championship, basketball. There's a Metallica CD, the black album. Yeah, let's go. And a lunch pail. Do whatever you want with it. I don't know. Cry in it. I have no idea what you're going to do in it. Just enjoy. Again, that's BEAMER to nine one nine eight six zero five three two six.